Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on Sense of Soul, we have Lena Papadopoulos. Lena is a soul purpose astrologer and leadership coach. She uses the birth chart to help people understand why their souls incarnate and the important lessons that they're trying to learn and overcome in this lifetime, helping you to cultivate the clarity, courage, and confidence to embody your unique purpose and change the world through evolutionary astrology, which I am not familiar with. And so I'm super excited to learn more. So welcome, Lena. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. So where are you at? I live in Mexico City. Oh, okay. What time is it there? It, we're on the same time. We uh, have done away with daylight savings. Really? We, yeah, well, actually, it was meant to be a worldwide thing. But because of some kind of weird process, the U.S. did not do it. Like, I've always been, like, one hour behind East Coast, which is where my family is. And now I'm, like, two hours behind them, like, you're to get used to. So what brought you to Mexico City? I was traveling like full time for a few years and I ended up here in January of 2020 and I was kind of already at a point where I just kind of wanted to stop moving and then you know COVID happened and it was just like okay well (laughs) here we are and I just ended up staying. That happened to a lot of people that I've talked to was like okay I guess this is where I'm gonna be for a while. So to start off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my background is in leadership development and intercultural education. So I spent like more than 10 years doing that work and working primarily in schools and universities. And then I just felt this desire to kind of branch off on my own and do my own thing. I just felt so restricted and limited. Yeah, I just wanted to do things in very unconventional ways. But when I first started, like working for myself, I, I don't know, I had all those feelings of like, oh, well, this is the thing I'm qualified to do. And this is what I have all this experience in. And maybe if I go in some other direction, like there was a lot of fear and self-doubt and yeah, it took me like maybe three years to get really clear on what it is I actually wanted to do. And it was around the time that I had left my last full-time role to, to like travel full-time and start my own business. That's when I started studying astrology and yeah, I was just really passionate about it for many years, but I never really brought it into my work. I eventually like started kind of more like life coaching and life purpose coaching. And I would slowly like bring elements of astrology into the work I was doing with people, but it's really only been like in the last six months that the astrology itself has been such a central piece of the work that I'm doing, the way that I'm approaching my work. And yeah, and I've always woven throughout my whole career. I had this really like strong passion for helping people 
kind of uncover like what is it that they why are they here? Like, what is their purpose, their reason for being and helping people really identify intersection of their unique lived experiences and their skills and gifts and talents and passions. And how do all those things come together to really inform like who a person is, but also how they can contribute to the world in a meaningful way. And that's even like kind of how I ended up really focusing on evolutionary astrology specifically, because it really is about the soul's purpose. Like, why are you here? And my sort of perspective or worldview, I really think our core purpose, our truest purpose is to return to the truth of who we are. And so that's what I use the chart to help people understand, like, A lot of what I look at in the chart is focused on what are the barriers between you and who you really are? Like, what is the disconnect and what are all of the things that have created that disconnect from your personal truth? And then what is the way forward? Like, what has the soul come here to to learn, to embody, to, you know, what are the kind of new energies that you're learning to master? And what are the things you've already mastered that you're meant to be moving away from in a way, not necessarily moving away from, but how are you leveraging those skills and energies and abilities to create change, to move forward? Um, Because a lot of people just kind of like stay stuck in what is comfortable. And we can see in the chart, like, what are those things that are comfortable for you? And I can see in a lot of charts, like people are repeating lived experiences from past lives because they're continuing to stay in that that space that feels familiar and comfortable you know so it's like they have what are called skipped steps in the chart of like lessons and challenges their soul has tried to overcome in past lives but like didn't manage to because they somehow for some reason weren't able to move in that direction of the soul's evolutionary intention so well that was a really long (laughs) Answer no, I, there's so many questions I had going on in my head though. It's always usually about your sun sign. Everybody knows their sun sign and the characteristics that go with it. You know, I'm a Taurus. Okay, I can be stubborn. Yes, that's for sure. My daughter, she's a Pisces. Holy shit, she can manifest freaking anything, and she's so clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. So there's these general things that people, you know, have stereotyped you know, these different archetypes and there's so much more. I can't believe, you know, how we haven't grown up knowing more about our moon sign. In Vedic astrology, the moon is the focus. And I I don't know. I mean, it's, I think they all are so important because how they, how they interact with each other can really change kind of the energy or the flavor of how something manifests. And I always say like the chart is, it's really like this map of potential or possibility. Like nothing is set in, nothing is predetermined or destined, or there are so many different ways in which the energies can manifest depending on the decisions that you make. Like it really Mm -hmm. is this kind of like marriage of free will and quote unquote fate in a way. And fate is really more so when somebody is unconscious and remaining in patterns, then they are fated to have a particular outcome because they're just not working with the energies in a way that is really like utilizing their free will. But I believe we all have the ability to create 
our own future and create our own destiny. And this chart shows us like the potentials for that. So like just how all of it fits together is so important. You know, like, yes, I think the moon sign is incredibly important and, and it's pretty important in evolutionary astrology too, but it's like, even with that, it's so affected by everything else, by all of the other pieces. How did you move into evolutionary astrology and what is that? Um, well, I think the first teacher that I ever kind of studied with that I took some courses from, like she was very focused on the nodes of the moon, the South and North node, which is very tied and connected to your soul's purpose. So she talked about that a lot. And obviously it really resonated with me because I had such a strong interest in purpose and why are we here? And I think I just kind of, from there, you know, I started studying the work of like different astrologers who were really focused on the soul's purpose. And so a lot of those people are, are really into evolutionary astrology. And, and then I, through that path, I ended up um, finding the work of someone named Mark Jones and it's his methodology that I use when I read a chart. Um, and, and Mark Jones is very, he very much uses astrology in like a therapeutic context. I mean, I'm doing kind of like coaching, but he does like therapy with his clients and he does past life regressions. Like they actually really see the potentials of possibilities. These are the possibilities of what your past life experiences could have looked like. Then when they go into past life regression with him, it's like they're recounting and recalling the specific details of those lives. That was exactly what I was wondering because I had a reading one time, like one of those metaphysical fairs and I got my aura picture Mm -hmm. done. And then you could go and sit with someone, then we'd tell you, you know, they would read your aura. And this is probably like close to a decade ago. And then he had mentioned that I had nodes or something like that. And he was talking about past lives. And I, first of all, I was like, what did he just say? A node? I mean, dude, I'm a Taurus. Are you sure you're looking at the right? <laughs> no freaking clue what he was talking about. And then he mentioned something about past lives. And I was like, I didn't even know that you could go there. Like that would be something that was in your chart. What does that actually mean? Well, evolutionary astrology is really based on kind of the presumption that we do live, that we reincarnate, we live multiple lives, that the soul has an evolutionary intention that it's trying to achieve. (laughs) There's like this one core desire of the soul that it's trying to yeah, it's trying to accomplish that kind of desire over the course of its lifetimes. Um, And so with each lifetime, we're kind of given an opportunity with the way that our chart is arranged and that, and sort of like these mm, particular experiences that can manifest from that, we're given these opportunities to make decisions that move us in the direction of the soul's intention. And so Yeah, it's really like when we are looking at a chart through the lens of evolutionary astrology, we're looking at, we're beginning with like, well, what is that core, that soul's core evolutionary desire? And we look actually to Pluto to see that. Really? Um, The one that they just kicked out? (laughs) (laughs) Poor little Pluto. (laughs) 
but yeah, that's the thing is like most astrologers, when they're doing a reading for you, they're going to focus primarily on what are called the inner planets. Um, and that's like Venus, Mercury, Mars, the sun, the moon. Um, and in evolutionary astrology, we're more focused actually on, well, especially in, in the methodology of Mark Jones, we're more focused on the outer planets, which are generational planets. So those those planets stay in a particular sign for years at a time. And so actually more than the focus on what sign is the planet in, we're focusing on what house is the planet in. The sign is still important. We're still the sign, but we're more focused on the house because that's what's really specific to each individual since that planet stays in for so long. So we start with Pluto to see the the core evolutionary desire of the soul. And from there, then we look to the nodes of the moon and the rulers of the nodes of the moon. And that really informs like, how has the soul tried to achieve that evolutionary intention in past lives? And then now moving forward, like when we're looking at what is called the Pluto polarity point and the North node and the ruler of the North node, all of that stuff um, is really showing us what is the direction we're moving in, in order to achieve this evolutionary desire of the soul. So again, that's kind of like moving toward what you're resistant to and moving away from your comfort zone in so many ways. And then also like we use the planet Uranus to look at trauma signatures that are coming in from past lives. I look at the chart in advance and based on what I'm seeing, I come up with a particular set of questions for the person I'm doing the reading for. And they're very vague, very broad, very general questions, but they are connected to the possibilities that I'm seeing. Um, and, And like I said, it is really a set of possibilities. And so I ask the person before I do anything really, like before I share any information with them, I ask them this set of questions. Usually it's like five to 10 questions. Um, and that really helps give me context for how these things are manifesting in their lived experience based on how aware they are, what kind of decisions they're making, how much they're pushing themselves in the direction of discomfort, how much they're really almost imprisoned by certain aspects of childhood conditioning and societal conditioning and all of these kinds of things. And so once I have that context, then it's like the chart comes alive for me and I can see like, how are the possibilities actually manifesting in this particular person's experience? And then I can speak to everything so much more specifically, you know? And yeah. And then I go through the process of Pluto and the nodes and the rulers and the. (laughs) It's like a no bullshit kind of astrology. I'm serious because I feel like you already know probably all of your strengths and good stuff. You're trying to figure out what are your blocks? What's keeping mm. you from achieving your greatest purpose? Yeah. I love it because you're looking at all the shit. I don't know. So this is like amazing. And I think a lot of people can just pull up their chart and find out some things, but you're kind of getting into some stuff that not everybody can probably just learn on the fly. Maybe we should even discuss what is a node? The South node of the moon really contains kind of information about the past life experience and past life experience that you've had, the ways in which, like I mentioned before, you have tried to achieve the soul's evolutionary intention as represented by Pluto, like how you've attempted to achieve it in lives past. That's the South node. It represents 
an area of comfort could be really stagnation. If you really stay kind of in those patterns, right. Then you're just like repeating mm-hmm. patterns, cycles. So the North node represents part of what the soul is moving toward in order to grow and evolve and develop as a soul. What are you moving toward, which is technically the opposite of the South node. And that's an area of growth and expansion and really where you can experience kind of like the magic and abundance of life. And it is not easy to move toward the North node, but moving toward it will create more ease in your life. Is it kind of like resistance? That's always like a tricky thing. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely can bring up so much resistance because it's unfamiliar and it's uncomfortable. Right. And I really experienced this like in my (laughs) In my life with my nodes, part of what I'm moving toward in this life is really creating security and stability for myself and a foundation of kind of like, it's Taurus, my sign that my North Node is. So I'm really supposed to be learning how to do that and moving away from my South Node in Scorpio, which is really like disconnected from the material realm. And it wants to like merge with everything and learn from everything. But it's very like, it's more of this kind of higher level spiritual part of self. And Taurus is so rooted in the material plane. And I remember like, I mean, I grew up really like loving travel and wanting to move around And I had gotten this job in Florida and I had to like get an apartment and buy things for my apartment. And this was after a couple of years of living abroad. And I, I literally like went into the the furniture store and had like a panic attack. Like I laid on one of the display beds and I was like, I don't think I can buy all of these things and have this stuff that's going to tie me to one place. And it was so uncomfortable for me. And this was before I knew anything about astrology. So I had no context really for like what I was feeling, you know, I spent three years in that job in that apartment with all of those things. And I was like, I got to get out of here. Like I quit my job. I sold my furniture. I, you know, I got rid of all of my stuff and I left and I started traveling. And as I got kind of into my thirties, because I think a lot of this stuff kind of starts to come into focus once we get past what is called our Saturn return. And then I started to realize like, Oh no, like, I don't want to live like this anymore. I'm tired of moving. I'm tired of starting over. I'm tired of not having stability and security and like a foundation of like, this is my home and these are my things. And so I switched. And after a few years of traveling full time, I decided like, no, I want my space and I want my things. And I want, I want to like embody that Torian energy because I could just feel like that. There's more ease in that. Like it's, I feel a lot of resistance to doing it, a lot of resistance, but it honestly just brings me so much relief. I'm trying to do the absolute opposite. I Mm -hmm. never move. I am like that rooted tree that never goes anywhere. And so I'm like trying to embrace getting rid, you know, getting rid of everything and going and going and and moving and pushing myself into those, you know, uncomfortable, spontaneous situations, which I am not. I love that you said that because... You actually have, like, I know your sun is in Taurus, but so is your south node. And your north node is in Scorpio. Oh my God, no way. So we're the opposite in that. Yeah. 
There you go. Wow, <laughs> see, that would totally make sense. I, mean, I think it's beautiful. And I always think when I'm hearing people do it, like, I, and maybe you can relate to the opposite, but I'm like, gosh, I wish I could do that. I wish I was more like that. But, and then it got to the point where I just wanted to accept and love who I was. And so I was like, well, someone's got to be the deep rooted tree. And I guess that's who I am. And maybe in my next lifetime, I'll be able to travel and go and see the world. <laughs> but no, I'm kind of thinking, no, wait a minute. You know, I'm not even 50 yet. I still have the rest of my life to maybe shift a little bit. Like you said, you want, you desire. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because my, in my family, even like my mom and I, we have the same South and North node placement by sign, not by house. We're both like Scorpio South node, Taurus North node. And my dad and my sister are the opposite. They're Taurus South node, Scorpio North node. And wow. I mean, I can really see that in my family. Like mm. it's so clear to me, like how differently we operate and how we're like on these paths. It's so fascinating. <laughs> how important is that? You know, when you're looking at, you know, a lot of people just look up, you know, what am I, who am I compatible with, you know, and you're just looking at those, you know, typical Zodiac signs, but you know, there's so, it's so far much deeper than, you know, what we think. I mean, just in the past five minutes talking about, you know, the nodes. <laughs> I like the fact that you're analyzing a lot of the shadow side. Again, I feel like it's so important in all, you know, personal growth. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I have always loved Carl Jung. Me too. About like shadow work and the collective unconscious. All of it. Archetypes. All of this stuff. Yeah. And I didn't even know until maybe three years ago that he was an astrologer that like all of his work is based on reading charts, like the archetypes created like the Myers-Briggs, like all of that stuff yeah. is based on the Zodiac. <laughs> I'm telling you this dude, he had a freaking Gnostic gospel. He's been literally in everything I've talked into. What didn't he do? Hey listeners, have you wanted to try out some of the amazing sessions heard on Sense of Soul podcast? Perhaps you wanted to learn more and didn't want to break the bank in doing so. Well, now you can. Each month as a level two Sense of Soul Patreon member, you can experience many intuitive sessions from a range of unique healing modalities from some of my most favorite guests for free. That's right, for free. It's my way of giving back and to thank you so much for your support. So go to www.patreon.com backslash sense of soul. That's www.patreon.com backslash sense of soul. You can also find this link in the show notes. So how important is it to know about the people who are around you and what you're working with? Because the whole time you're talking, you're talking about your dad and your sister. I'm thinking, God, I wish I knew, you know, I have four children. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it really helps you understand them and the ways that they behave and the things that they're maybe like internally kind of battling or struggling with that you wouldn't have any way of, of necessarily knowing. But, you know, there's something called synastry where you like, you look at compatibility and stuff like that. Like, I don't know how to do all that. <laughs> I would think it was as important as a parent to understand her children, to be able to lead them in the right directions 
as it would for like a CEO to maybe know who he was dealing with on, at his table. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that again, there's like so many different like kind of branches or paths of astrology that you can specialize in. So there are so many people that offer as services, like specifically, like how do you understand your children or what kind of relationship is like, you know, parent child or yeah. And there are astrologers who work with teams and help people understand like, okay, well, this is like what this person on your team like is bringing to the table. This is what you need to understand about them to support them in the areas where maybe they struggle more, or there are definitely people who are focused on all of that because, because it is like so important to understanding, like how we're engaging with people, how we're interacting with Mm -hmm. them, the parts of them that we're like, ah, that doesn't really make sense to me. It's like, when you look at a chart, like, oh, that makes sense. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I think that we come into these lives and we're like, we maybe put ourselves in situations where we're able to eventually tap back into the wisdom and knowledge that we had prior and have like a remembering, which is what I think kind of like what an awakening is, but you have so many different awakenings that leads you to that. And then you just have like this knowledge or wisdom. You're like, I don't know why I know this all of a sudden. I don't know why I know evolutionary astrology. I don't know why I don't, (laughs) but you know, it's interesting because we all have such unique paths that, but when you were talking about it, we all do have some of these general things. Like we all have things that hold us back. We all have fears, you know, that we need to overcome. You know, there's these general life kind of human things that is very similar with all of us. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So is that what's held in like the houses? Like what's the houses? Mm Mm-hmm. The houses are representative of like the areas of life where something is happening. So if you like a timeline, like, are we talking about like time of your life or no, like, um, like a particular, um, so as an example, um, the first house, for example, is very connected to your sense of self, your identity, your physical body, your physical safety and security. Um, the second house and, and like the first house connects to the sign of Aries energetically, the second house connects to the sign of Taurus energetically. And it's representative of like, um, our possessions and our material things and our money. And it's more of like that kind of tangible stuff. And then you move into the third house, which corresponds to the sign of Gemini. And the third house is all about, um, like, communication and information and short like short distance travel like being you know and then the opposite side is like the ninth house which is connected to Sagittarius and that is long distance travel and that's more of like less mm, like information and connections and networking and it's more of like a higher okay um, like a higher sense of what does all of this information mean? What is the meaning that we take from it? And it's connected, yeah, to long distance travel, to cultures, to different languages. Like it's really like tapping in um, other ways of being and perceiving and existing in the world. um, You know what, I was gonna ask you, you know, and I don't know if you find this to be common, but many of the characteristics of a Taurus are things that I struggle with. And so I've always said, cause they're like, oh, you're probably this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I am very rooted in that fact, but that's like, what are the, like, I'm not that good with money. 
I, I don't have like a passion for eating. You know, I'm just thinking like these general things. I'm way more spiritual and in my head than I am grounded when it comes spiritually. So I always feel like everything that Taurus is, like I wish I was more of. And so I always say, well, I think I put myself as a Taurus because I needed that. Like that's part of the evolution of my soul that I needed the Taurus energy. It's interesting because you have like, you have your sun in Taurus, your Venus in Taurus, <laughs> Jupiter is in Taurus. But again, like I said, there's like this range of possibilities. So even within each archetype, there are different ways in which the energy is expressed. Um, because yeah. I also like, I don't resonate with most of what people know about what a Scorpio, with a Scorpio archetype, because most of what mm-hmm. is popular in right. like mainstream astrology are like really the negative qualities of Scorpio. And I don't resonate with a lot of it because of my own like evolution, growth and awareness. I'm kind of more on the other side of how it's all manifesting. And so, you know, like with Taurus, there is being grounded and rooted and yeah, there's the element of like, I love luxury and I want to feel like the nice blankets and eat the good food and experience pleasure. But there's also this this side of being like kind of responsible and loyal and really supportive and really committed, you know, and just like, I'm going to see this through, like a tourist is going to see something through, like in I'm generalizing, right. Again, it's like yeah, right. an archetype yeah. and, and how you express it is going to vary, but you know, yeah, there's like the one side is like, oh, Taurus is really stubborn. And they're just like me, 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 like, like this. But on the other hand, like connected to that quality, they could also just be like very loyal and protective and like committed to something. And that can look stubborn because I can work. It could be a workhorse and that could look like, oh, she's so committed, but it also could be like, dang, she's so almost like, you know, bullheaded. I mean, like I said, you do see these general things and I think they're there because they are collective. And mm-hmm. even when, you know, I was thinking about that with the chakras, I feel like the chakras have evolved. I think if you look like at the history, like maybe what certain chakras may have meant like thousands of years ago, or even hundred years ago, may have shifted a little bit because of perception of how we live and what we're seeing and what's going on in the world. And our heart chakra seems to be this way now. But if we all like grew up with self-love as a baby and didn't know anything different, would that evolve and feel differently one day? More people are awakened and want to find out what their purpose is. And I think you're right. Like you said about the Saturn thing in the thirties, <laughs> you know, I mean, I turned 30 divorced and started a whole new life after that. And that's very common. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when your journey starts to like, what am I here for? Right, right. Like I did a reading for one of my cousins a couple of months ago and my other cousin, like her brother, who is in his early twenties, he's like, I really want to do it too. It was like, you know, I was like, I don't know if I want to do it for you actually, because I feel like you need to be a little bit older to like really one for some of the things that we could talk about in your lived experience for it to really come alive and how in what I see in the chart, but also for you to really have the capacity to understand what you're really moving toward. Because I think it's really like in the late twenties, early thirties, that some of this stuff becomes more resonant. I just like, didn't want the information to fall on deaf ears. I'm not saying that like 
you can't get an astrology reading if you're in your 20s, right? But it's different. Like, I don't know, you just really tap into a different part of yourself. Yeah, that actually aligns with the timelines of the chakras as well. So there's like this timeline of chakras, you come into your body at the root, right? So that's zero to seven years old. That's when you're in like a theta brainwave safety, you need security and all these things. Then seven to 11 years old. So it's every seven years. And that's like when you're coming into your body, oh my God, I'm a boy, I'm a girl. And you're getting all emotional, going through the hormonal stage. Then you come into your solar plexus from 14 to 21. And it's all about you. What are you going to do with your life? And it's all about ego, really, because you're trying to find your identity yet the whole world saying you should do this and be this. And so it's a very selfish time. So then you get into your heart center, which is 21 to 27. And this is when it's like, oh, you can finally love someone else more than yourself for the first time. You're more open to kind of being more empathetic to the world. So that is like, as you're going into your thirties, a little bit more, you know, learning something other than yourself where you were. And then you go into your throat, 27 to where would be 34. Yeah. 34. And then you're finally like speaking your truth. Like, this is who I am. This is what I want in my life. You go into your third eye and you're like, oh my God, what did I do with my life? What do I need to do now? You become like this total overthinker about everything. And then you get into your crown. You just want to be left the fuck alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> start all over <laughs> and that's what you do so then you start all over with experience and now you can really be conscious and sit with all of those things and it always lines up and that stage right before your 30s is just such a me 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 stage yeah it's so interesting like um I mean I didn't know this thing about the chakras correlating to ages and stuff and I've always like had kind of consistently throughout my life sort of blocks in my lower three chakras, which are, I mean, it's interesting how it correlates to the chart and like what my chart says about my purpose, because like my other chakras are very like, woo. (laughs) And what I'm learning to do is be more like grounded and rooted in the material. Right. And like this thing around like security and stability and really like connecting to my, my sacral and my solar plexus and my, like all of these things, like, It's interesting. Yeah. All of it always aligns. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> because it's not man-made. These energies, the stars, right? All of it. Nothing can be manipulated by man to make a difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, sometimes I feel like those are the things that we should be tapping into more because all the systems that are set up are so against that for a reason. Yeah. These kind of things give you back your power. This is who you are, right? And it helps guide you through your own map. Yeah. I I love that. A map that was made from the cosmos. I love it. And your soul's purpose that you have found is working one-on-one, helping others find theirs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what does that look like? Yeah. So basically I have the first step is what's called soul sessions. There are two sessions in soul sessions. The first is the two-hour birth chart reading where I go through the whole process, that evolutionary astrology process. And then the second session is we'll choose like one of the themes that came up from the reading that feels like most 
resonant for them or most important to address for them at this time. And we'll kind of do like a coaching session around that theme. And then from there, the next step, if they wanted to continue working together would be my program called Rebirth, which is a 12 week coaching container that's based on the birth chart reading. So what I do is I draw out all of the different themes and topics that came up that we discussed and I create like a proposal of this is what we would go through in the 12 weeks. This is what we would address, you know, like, I mean, there's so many different themes that come up, but they're all very interconnected. So with this one reading, like the person's like soul evolutionary intention was actually to develop like a spiritual relationship with Mm -hmm. greater force. And there were elements in there about like, really reconnecting with his emotional self. And we could see in the chart how kind of the emotional invalidation he had experienced was really like rooted in his relationship with his mom and all of the ways that that manifested and how it was difficult for him to connect with emotions because of those experiences. And so there there was one layer of that. Then there was this layer of like, he really needs to have unorthodox relationships, unconventional relationships that don't follow like the rules. They're all interconnected. And so what I do is I take all of those pieces and I create a plan that considers like, okay, if we address this one piece, how will it affect this other piece? Like I'm very intentional, right? And in how I put it together, like in the kind of the sequence or the order, And so, yeah, that's what it is. It's like each week is really focused on a different theme that came through in the reading. And so it's a 12 week container and there's kind of like opening session and a closing session, but like the 10 sessions in between are each focused on a different aspect of the chart and how to kind of navigate like the limiting beliefs, the childhood conditioning, the patterns of behavior, the self-sabotage, the self-doubt. It's really looking at like, these are all of the various pieces that are disconnecting you from your truth and your way forward in the soul's evolutionary intention. So how do we work through all of those things so that you can move in the direction that is going to create more ease, more flow, more freedom, more fulfillment, I was thinking about when you were talking about like puzzle pieces all spread out all over and you're grabbing them all and you're putting together this perfect puzzle. And then I actually pulled up one of your pages I was looking at and it says (laughs) discovering your soul's purpose is like putting together a puzzle and the pieces of that puzzle are scattered throughout the cosmos. And I was like, wow, I just like saw that in my head when you were talking. So (laughs) There you go, right there. So tell everybody if they wanted to get a session with you, where they'd have to go and what they'd have to do. Um, yeah, well, they could just visit my website and that is my name, <laughs> lenapapadopoulos.com. Um, yeah, and soul sessions are there. That's like kind of the first step to working with me and it's getting a reading, right? It's the soul sessions. And I have that page that you were just on. That's like a free resource about the South and North node. They could go and sign up for that. And there's like a video that they can watch about their particular South and North node. You know, I used to think, how am I going to save the world? But I really think it's like, work on yourself. Yeah. And that's how you can do it. So even when I was thinking about, yeah, I should learn about all my kids. It's like, I need to learn about myself first. Mm -hmm. You know, I need a session first and understand my own 
houses and nodes and all that stuff, <laughs> work on yourself first. And that helps the world. It's like you find your light within and then everybody else lights up. Exactly. Exactly. Like my work is like based on that exact idea. And like, it's literally the reason I left the work I was doing because I felt like I was just in working in leadership development and intercultural education. We're like addressing the symptoms of all of these different issues, but the root of that was the disconnection from within and how that's being reflected right in the ways in out in the outside world, the external. Um, And so it's really about, returning to one's truth is how is truly how you make the world a better place I think when you're standing in your own power rather than like trying to get power from other people control other people manipulate other people like you know whatever it is like all of our systems right are based upon that upon people trying to gain control externally and gain power from without because they are so disconnected from the power within them and so yeah I think like the world can be healed by us returning to our truths yeah (laughs) that's how I kind of went into my journey too because I also a massage therapist and I just was rubbing people's stress you know you have to get to the root of the issue and so that's when I started going energy work then I would see like real healing and it wasn't because of me. It was because I was able to help them connect to their own energy, to the root of their own and gave them back their power to do that for themselves. So I think that evolutionary astrology is amazing. And I think, you know, a lot of people are scared to go outside of things. And I see these different modalities and religions even expanding, but it should be. We're evolving. So everything around us has to evolve too. So thank you for introducing evolutionary astrology to me today. And now it's time to break that shit down. Yeah, I think just like I would encourage people to move in the direction of their resistance. So often what I find is like when people really feel like called to do something in the world, that's like where all the resistance is coming up and they're like, well, maybe I'm just not supposed to do that. And it's like, no, you feel resistance because you are. And it's bringing up all of your, your shadow, your fear, your self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, all of the things, right? Yeah. I mean, I think resistance is there for a reason you have to give all of your energy to something you want to you know when it's resisting there's a reason why you're called to put all of your energy somewhere yeah Mm -hmm. whether it's healing needs to be done or you know that's leading you into your purpose do you have any like social media that could follow you Um, i'm most active on my instagram which is also my name well thank you so much for coming on it was nice to meet you yeah you too thank you for having me Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul podcast and thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.